You're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, everyone, to episode 14 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am Bob Chichinsky, as always, here with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24 How's it going this week, Dog? Pretty good. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. You know, we're uh, living through the apocalypse one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, you're actually off a couple weeks uh, right now. That uh, sounds pretty nice. Yeah, how about that, you know? Sometimes you just gotta, you know, get out of the craziness and put family first. So that's where I am right now. Luckily enough, it gives us some, you know, time to do all kinds of uh, fun Elder Scrolls stuff. uh, Create content for you guys. Been streaming, gonna be doing that a lot. And hopefully, you know, we'll be able to put out a couple awesome episodes this week included maybe have some fun stuff coming up in the next couple weeks with some other people who knows oh maybe secrets Mm, surprises so yeah but as far as this week goes we're going to be covering all things that you need to do when you're starting a new character or an alternate you know an alt it can be helpful even to have multiple characters so This episode is going to kind of serve as when you're starting a new character, here's what to do. And it's also going to serve as our, if you're starting out and you want advice, like I just started, you know, this is my character. What can I do? What are some things that are going to help me in the long run? This is going to be where we kind of send you. So yeah, first off, if you are brand new, welcome to ESO and that's awesome. And we hope we give you some information to uh, get help get you started and if not and you're just trying to get the best you can out of your new characters and alts then you are in the right place as well we are going to uh get you guys all figured out on that right dog yeah right now as always we're gonna start you guys off with what's going on in tamriel this week and there is not a lot the news is low but we do have some stuff going on. The anniversary event just ended this week. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I got really close to a thousand. I wanted to hit it so bad. That was my goal. But 950. I pushed up to 950 and made sure I got a nice round number, but I could not get those last 50 boxes. Still, I think it was a pretty good, pretty good feat, even though I didn't get anything super. Uh, god level drop like dog did. Yeah, I actually got an etheric cipher. Or etheric. Cheater. But uh, yeah, I found it on my tank, and I don't know. I didn't actually see if I got it from a loot box drop or if I got it from a random dungeon that I was in. But uh, yeah, it just appeared. I'm like, oh, that's in my slotables. I don't normally check my slotables or go that far down, and I have like ten uh surveys to put in my bank as well probably because like my bank's full because i work from the bottom and go up and that carry and by the time i get to my tank my bank is full so who does that like who just finds an etheric cipher <laughs> like oh yeah this is just like it's just like now i guess like okay sure dog <laughs> yeah 
That was a random message in Discord. I was like, wait, wait, <laughs> you, it's, you found it? <laughs> like, yeah. what the heck? I was surprised too. I mean, it's just there. And it's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so there you go. Are, are you going to sell it? No, I actually used it already. I It's on my healer now as the, what? Mythic uh, Ethereal, right? Yeah, Mythical Recipe, Ambrosia Myth- Recipe. Yeah. So now I can craft those. Awesome. But mainly it's just there for the, uh, you know, aesthetic of having every recipe. Right, yeah. More recipe closer. So, yeah, we found success in that event. We hope you guys did as well. There was all kinds of good stuff to come out of it, honestly. Um, furnishing plans, I know I learned probably 8 billion of those on my characters so going forward we are not really too sure what the event plan or schedule is going to be traditionally they don't really do anything in between the anniversary and the chapter release which Greymore is upcoming as you all know so yeah we're interested to see what's going to happen with all that I don't know if they're going to squeeze one in or... Hopefully it's a mid-year mayhem. Like, we yeah, should get and... a mid-year mayhem in the middle of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? An actual middle-year mayhem. But yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I really miss mid-year being in the summer. I, I, well, I want both. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but... So, speaking of Greymore... Right after we had recorded our episode last week, or maybe a couple days after it came out, April 8th, we got a letter from the head director of Zoss. Everyone, then we didn't get the letter, but it was sent out on social media from Zoss, game director, Matt Firor, head dude, and they announced that uh, they are, as you guys might know, working all from home right now. Things are very, very drastically different for them trying to get a chapter produced and ready. So they are delaying it, but only a week for now. So that's pretty good, I think, uh, considering the amount of cancellations and all kinds of you know, month-long delays from sporting events to video games to, you know, any anything in the world right now. I think that them only having to push back a week is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, especially when other games have stuff, like, pushed back for, like, stuff, like, that's not even like this, you know? Just, like, they want to have it ready and it might be pushed back three years or something crazy like that so one week we can work with one week yes exactly and if it releases one exact week later on june 9th that will be five years to the day since the console release which is a pretty cool coincidence if you ask me honestly yeah pretty coincidental yeah and it would also be two days before my birthday so (laughs) That would be a pretty awesome week for me to take some time off work. Just saying. Yeah. Coming from a guy who's currently off work. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I see Dog's got something else to mention here. So that I've seen that there's been a lot of influx of new players in the game. And the Guilds and Glory is on sale right now for 2K crowns, which is 50% off. This includes the Dark Brotherhood, Imperial City, Orsinium, and Thieves Guild uh, DLC, 
which the Imperial City may be included with the base game now. I'm not 100% sure on that, though, but it's a pretty good uh, DLC pack to get. That's probably one of the few things that I've actually bought before I got ESO Plus because, well, these skill that gives a nice skill line, especially for, like, thieving and the Dark Brother trade. Obviously, that gives you a nice skill line for murdering, and those zones are... Yeah, those zones are also nice. And if uh, you ever have your ESO Plus glitch out, it's nice to kind of just have that just in case as the back burner. Yeah, it's always nice to actually own the content and not be feel like, oh, no, if I don't sub, then I'm going to lose everything, which yeah. is how I feel most of the time. <laughs> but it's okay, because Craft Bag is a drug of its own. But that's cool, though. Good for pointing that out, dog. And um, if you are thinking, oh, man, wasn't the Imperial City free? Yeah, I think it still is. I don't know. They did that last year. I don't know how long that lasted or if it still did. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But as far as awesomeness and PvP and all that fun stuff, we are very excited to bring you the current state of Cyrodiil. As always, every week we bring you the Greyhost scores from each of the servers. Almost. Four out of six. We're working on it. We're almost there. PCEU is for sure coming. PS4EU is a, a whole nother thing. Yep. And to kind of start off with this, I'd just like to share a little uh, incident that happened on top of a tower. Uh... So yeah, Bob and I, we were doing the uh, Wayne on Priory quest with the trolls. Like, you had to go to the tower and go find the chest. And what happened is, like, when we were up there, like, we were about to go down. I'm like, oh, no, there's a bunch of yellows coming. So we went into stealth and... Oh, that was me, dude, screaming. Like, <laughs> the yellows, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, get up there. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we were up there going to stealth, and I was trying to quickly slot my javelin. The first guy, he wasn't so lucky. We had to brutally murder him down. Uh, murder, Bob dropped just Colossus like on him. Ulties. <laughs> and then I <laughs> one guy, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, and then I quickly slotted my javelin, and after that, you know, it just game over. Uh, they would just start coming up, jumping in the tower. I threw a javelin, and away he went. He fell down to his death, and they kept on coming. I, th- I killed eight or so yellows multiple <laughs> times because they didn't learn that what happened the first time. One guy <laughs> got up there, started blocking. I dropped the meteor on him. He blocked the meteor, but he didn't block the javelin. And the javelin's the killing blow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Dude, I, like, I was up there for like two of them, and then they someone come up and javelin me, and I swear, <laughs> I was like, on the side, even in Dog's video, I'm like, I don't know how I fell, but <laughs> I fell down, and I was dead, so I get a whole different view of this. I'm just laying there on the ground, <laughs> watching these bodies just sail down <laughs> and die, just over and over, like 10 AD, just, and every time, it's just the same amount of AP, 2.5k, every <laughs> Every single time we got so many ticks, and then finally they literally left. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> Okay, this is the final boss of this tower, he's the biggest <laughs> troll there. Get it? <laughs> yes, dog. I think everyone would have got it. 
If I was the boss troll on top of the tower. And yes, yes, you were. And I was able to revive you. We went on our way. Yes, we did. And we finished our quest and laughed about it the whole way back to the priory. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of laughing about it. All right, so Cyrodiil, as you guys have heard, we spent some time in there doing a bunch of dailies, chilling on the non-CP side, most of it, uh, so it's not super crazy. We did play some Grey Hosts this week, and it is still, super it's laggy. very tough. It's so laggy, like, yeah, it's... It's fun because the fights are just huge, and I'm not gonna lie, like I'm not crashing as much, so like I get to stay in and fight <laughs> and get the tick. Yeah. But like, fight is heavy in quotes because you are just kind of just lagging all over the place. Really, it's hard to tell what's going on, but it's still fun. I hope that they get it nailed. I think that they could be cl- getting close to getting some of that stuff figured out. Maybe by the end of this year, I'm hoping Cyrodiil is really going to be feeling amazing. But that is, you know, for the future. As for the now, this week in Greyhost, PCNA. There are eight days remaining in the campaign, so it's coming right down to it. You have the Ebonheart Pact leading with 67.5k. Daggerfall Covenant closely behind 67.1k. And the AD trailing in last, but still within striking distance at 66.8k. 700 back of the lead. So we're talking about the Ebonheart Pact being in first, separated only by 700 down to third place with eight days remaining. That Cyrodiil is popping. It has definitely been popping. It's going to be a good end of it. I hope the DC can get up there, but you never know. Evan Hartpack constantly wins, so <laughs> we'll see if there's an upset. As far as Xbox NA, we have a new campaign to report on, the old ones reset, and we have our victors and... I, it may be the first time that we really get to wave this banner around, but for the uh, Xbox NA, DC won the campaign. The Daggerfall Covenant, way to go. Uh, yeah, we'll pour ourselves drinks and pat ourselves on the shoulders. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That was a crazy month for the DC on Xbox. Um, unfortunately, we are not doing so hot this time. So... I will report here to you that the Evan Hart Pact is also leading on Xbox with 21k, Old Mary Dominion in second with 17k, and the DC in third with 16k. So that's like if you're trying to gauge how close earlier, I was saying it's like a 700 point difference on PCNA. I think I said 500 earlier. Math is hard. It's nighttime. Um, yeah, so 700 points there compared to with eight days remaining compared to we're already at a 5k gap here with 24 days remaining still. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, so you could tell that that's a lot of close combat over on PC and Xbox is a bit strung out right now. We'll see if we could uh, help the DC get back into second place at least. Dogged, how are things going on the EU side of things this week for the Xbox? 
last month on Xbox EU, the Ebonheart Pact one. So congrats to you guys. But this week, similar to uh, DC, uh, EP is in last place with 15.8k. AD is in second place with 18.8k. And DC is in first for 21.6k. So really, you know, there's balance. There's balance in the force. <laughs> I just see that. At least there's a little bit of us in the lead somewhere. Yeah. The winner gets booted to last. For Xbox. <laughs> and uh, what about for PS4, where Lotus of Doom has once again awesomely brought us to scores? Well, EP also won on PS4, so I guess uh, that that makes Lotus happy. I mean, that's his faction, so hopefully he led him to victory. Only him. He was like the emperor and the main guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm that in his tweet, he was excited (laughs) about them winning, at least. (laughs) Like, if Edwin Hart's going to win, at least have Lotus leading the uh, pact. I I feel like that's a good one. And also, they're uh, in first this place with 21k. DC's in second with 18k, and then 80's in last with 17k. And there you have it, guys. Once again, a nice little wrap-up. Uh, yeah, so AD is in last on two. That's, you know, what everyone is always looking for. I'm just <laughs> kidding. But um, Evan Hart Pact leads three of them. And they're just kicking butt, man. Evan Hart Pact is good at Cyrodiil. They're good at scoring, at least. So, yeah, we do want to talk to you guys about alts. And uh, we want to talk to you about why have alts. Like, What's the point? I have my one character that's awesome, and I like to play on him. Like, why should I ever try anything else? Because why have one Master Crafter when you can have two Master Crafters? No, it's just me. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or when you can have, like, seven. Maybe not Grand Master Crafters, but, you know, Master Crafters. Two Nitrate or seven Nitrate Crafters. That's my next goal, I mean... I have my third character up to, like, three or four traits right across the board, so it's getting there. And you're getting these traits up on characters that I'm assuming you're doing Ritz on? Yes, I do Ritz on eight eight out of ten characters. Because the other two characters are saving up for kind pushes. Or Black Reach, I think that's what it's called now. Now, we talk a lot about Ritz here, dog. We love them. I think everyone knows that. We just came from the Jubilee event where uh, probably at least 500 of my 950 boxes came from Ritz. So, why? What? what's up with Ritz? Why do you need... Why do alts help with Ritz? Well, you get a lot of gold from it. Uh, if you do all seven daily crafting Ritz, which is alchemy, provisioning, enchanting, blacksmithing, clothing, woodworking, and jewelry, you can get 4.6k gold per character. Plus, you have the chances at Master Ritz uh, surveys, which is good to replenish your crafting mats that you use, and gold crafting materials, which can be sold for good prices. So, if you did 10 characters a day... You're going to net almost 50k gold just from the gold you're earning from it. That's about 350k weekly. We're talking, if you did that every day, 
you'd be an ESO millionaire in three weeks without selling anything you got from them, just from the gold you got making it. So, yeah, just do it. You'll get rich, (laughs) believe us. And so the big thing is, like, the more characters you have, the more you can do. And it's not hard to get it to the point where you have to do it, right, dog? I mean, you could do it from level one. You could go get certified, or is it level Yeah, you can get it certified pretty much whenever. And just start off with, you know, iron, all the tier one stuff, which you probably, if you have a craft bag, you probably have a bunch of it sitting around anyway. Also, when you uh, collect your reward boxes, you can often get, like, either the same amount or maybe even more, like iron or whatever material you use. So your numbers are actually slowly increasing or staying the same or maybe very slowly decreasing. So that's always good and nice. Yeah. So, yeah, alts equals Ritz equals gold equals bathtub filled you bathing in i'm just kidding (laughs) you know what i'm talking about the scrooge mcduck style just swimming in gold like you could do it and alts will help you so you could just do some stuff like trying stuff out new stuff and that character could also make you 5k gold a day by just logging in and doing rents so yeah what that's another really cool thing about alts is that you can have your one character that you love to play. Maybe it's a like you know, maybe you're like Lotus and Graham, you know, you really love to play a tank. And even Robots said he was a tank, so we got plenty of guys that just love tanking. So maybe that's your big thing, and you love to be this uh, awesome tank and survive forever and have all the health, but it could be very interesting for you and a very different experience and also help you learn just how uh, other ways of the game operate if you try a different style on an alt maybe go make an alt and try dps roll and see how that works and uh, if nothing else it could help you as a tank to be like okay this is what my dps are going through like i understand better how this fight feels for a DPS and how I can help them more or how I can do things more to make it better for them. You know? Yeah, and uh, one of Bob's uh, best ideas that he had was, like, when I was filling out, you know, healing stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, you should go try to test out every healer. So I've been uh, using advantage of this double experience uh, event, and I made every class for a healer. And I got many skills ready for to morph. But my Warden and Necro aren't level 50 yet because I just didn't spend that much time on them. And Bob loves my Sword Healer, just like Ark loves the Guars. <laughs> that is a stark comparison. <laughs> and... <laughs> and very, very. Honestly, As opposite as it may be, it may be true in the fact that I feel as strongly one way towards your (laughs) healer as Ark also feels that way towards Guars. (laughs) So. Guars are special creatures, but that's a story for another day. So, yeah, that's a whole other topic, but yeah. 
Guars are should never be a topic. I'm just ending this now. Guars and sword killers are in the the no no <laughs> talk bucket. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so it's true. I mean, like Doc says, you could try out all the different. Uh, you could try out a different class for your role. So maybe try if you're just like, no, I just want to tank. I just want a DPS. Like that's all I want to do. Try a different class. Maybe like branch out. It will. Like I said earlier, expand your horizons of how you play the game, help you understand, and you might find something you like even more than you would have expected. Like I never, ever thought I'd like tanking or healing, and after I tried them, I fell in love with them, especially healing in PvP. It's very fun. When you're creating different alts, uh, you can also create them on different factions. So, for example, I love magplars. So I have a magplar for red, and I have a weird hybrid par on yellow but that's going to be transferred to a magplar because the hybrid plar just isn't working out but uh yeah so and the reason why i have one on red one on yellow and all my main characters on blue is because if there's guild events in cyrodiil maybe uh you have somebody in like one of your social guilds pushing for them and you know you don't always need or they don't always need experienced pvpers so maybe you just being a body to run a ram or you running some ballistas to destroy walls faster. That could be the essential part to uh, help getting this guy emp. And that's always nice. Guild events could also be in Imperial City where you just go around and kill stuff and get Skortelvar. Uh, if it's during the Imperial City celebration, you could... Uh, Go be going for the uh, patrolling horror bosses, going for scamps, and all that. So it's definitely good to have at least one character on each faction just to help support your guilds, your social guilds. And if you're crazy like Dog, you have one on each faction to go become a Grand Overlord with for no reason other than well, it's being not a Grand insane. Overlord, <laughs> but it is like. I think a one star or a two star because I want the cold fire ballista for each faction because my guild hall, I, I like, I like the cold fire uh, ballistas. So of course, you know, furnishing, they're like, yeah, you have to be this high rank if you want these cool ballistas. I'm like, great. That sounds like a fun time. <laughs> Can't wait. To do yeah. That. It's pretty savage, but uh, not to go too back down a PVP wormhole, but yeah, Dogged is a one star, and I am a double moon on my highest character, so. Yeah, you know, we're cruising. I wish we were both five stars. One day, we'll both be five stars, and you guys will never hear me stop talking about it. It's going to be like, open the show. Like, we are two grand overlords here, <laughs> former emperors, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm I only 27 stop. million away from grand overlord, so. Only 27 million AP. <laughs> so it's about halfway there, you know? <laughs> like, you hit 1 through 40, it's about halfway to 40 through 50. You're like, yeah. oh, uh, okay, math is no longer relevant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, factions, that's that's what we're talking about. <laughs> and as Dog was talking about with the events, it it just really helps, honestly, like... Having alts allows you to do events like the daily events on all kinds of other things. So we just did the anniversary Jubilee event. 
you could score 50 dailies per character. So, yeah. You're talking like we could have 18? That's insane. That's like 900 dailies. <laughs> like, no one has time for that in 24 hours. So, <laughs> yeah, and every event's like that, right, dog? They're all, like, character-based. So you could just get yeah. so much stuff. Except for the... uh well, I mean, the Adrenaline event's pretty weird. I know two years ago, it was Pledges that gave you rewards. But last year, or I guess this most recent year, but uh, it was like just killing any of the final dungeon bosses gave you yeah. the boxes. I think they're still working on that one, honestly. They're not sure what they wanted to end up being. Yeah. It's probably because like, the uh, Pledges was like, oh, well, you have you know, 18 characters final, so you might be only do 50 pledges in total. And that's like, you know, not everyone's going to be PvE-based, so I think they probably wanted to cut cut back on the, uh, you know, PvPers and Earth and fake tanks and all that. If That's kind of like my uh, assumption. Yeah. Expanding on the events, when there's a double experience, your CP grind to 810, or if you're watching this deep in the future, then the cat might be later on than whatever that is. Uh, the more cha- ten thousand champion <laughs> points. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, they could just be like one update, be like, "Oh, we're gonna jump up to 120." So you're now at 9:30. Yeah, like we didn't do it for a few years, so we're just gonna make it like a thousand three hundred. You know. But, like, everyone's like, uh, hey, that would give some people something to grind for, though. I mean, honestly, you know, I'm not even, like, you know, 1,300. Yeah. What CPR? Close, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're probably up uh, almost 1,200, right? No, yeah, I think last time we did this, you were 1,208 and I was 1,246. So, I think I'm, like, 1,260, maybe. Yeah, I think, like, 1,240, maybe, maybe 1,235. I don't know. How would you have possibly got Maybe that? Maybe not. Name? I don't know. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't really pay attention that much. Until, it's the master like, it's, man. It's the master it's that are gonna you're gonna catch uh, me because yeah. of them. Well, I mean, you those are a hundred master it's on your neck. Yeah, that's true. I have to put on a one fifty percent scroll when I do. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, these more characters means more random dungeons and more battlegrounds to complete for extra experience. And when you put a 150% experience scroll or ambrosia during the double experience event, mathematically, you should get about 350k, if not more. So, we have kind of got through why we think you guys should make alts, and now we are very excited to tell you all about what you should do once you make one and how to make the most of them. But we wanted to take this little middle part of our episode as always to remind you guys that we are part of the robots radio podcast network, which is pretty much the greatest place you could go listen to podcasts. I mean, you can't actually listen to it there, but you can find them. And, uh, there's so many good ones. There's guys. There's so many good ones there, guys. Like you got, podcasts on all kinds of different games and if you're just not even trying to find a podcast about games you're like all i need is the red diamond courier come on uh 
others' podcasts about other awesome things too. So I implore you, like you guys will find other cool shows. Believe me, go check out robotsradio.net and uh, yeah, give us a check out our little page while you're there too. This week we have a new member of the network. Dogged, how about that, man? Dungeons and Dragons freaking lore cast. Is that your thing? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons isn't really my thing, but I'm definitely going to check them out because I think they said that they're going to do like not just like Dungeons and Dragons, but also kind of talk about the terms and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think for sure they're going like really deep into like the uh, just like the background, some of the worlds and like the origins of like that first kind of stuff. So it's really cool. It's done by. Uh, so one of the hosts is the guy that is awesome that you all know, Robots, who was on our show a few weeks ago, host of Elder Scrolls and Fallout Lorecast, now the D&D Lorecast as well, creator of the Robots Radio Network, and hosted by another awesome dude, uh, Stuart, from the uh, Committee Quest podcast that's also on the Robots Radio Network. They do D&D podcast and um he actually stopped by one of our streams a bit ago and we got to talk to him about it and i was like i don't know anything about dungeons and dragons and he's like hey man this is like you know we talk our guys through it blah 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 it's really cool for like people who don't know anything too and then plus this new one i think it's awesome and yeah they're a brand new show so this is kind of our shout out for them and i hope you guys go check it out here's their ad Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. All right, all right. I know I'll be checking that out soon enough. So, as far as checking the rest of our episode out, Dogged, starting a new character, man. It could be wild. Yes, yes, it can be. All right, so factions, you know, Daggerfall Covenant, the best faction. <laughs> Don't let Lotus or anybody else tell you differently. <laughs> uh, we have the playable races, which is Breton, Redguard, and Orc. And then the Automary Dominion. Of course, they have the High Elves, which is High Elves. I mean, they're pretty much Elves, but are High. Uh, the Khajiit. <laughs> God darn it, dog. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah, people. <laughs> so excited to hear what you have to say about the next Elves. <laughs> All right, so yeah, there's the Khajiit, and then there's the what elves, which are always, which always have their. <laughs> yeah, there's the what elves, and there, there's there could be a pretty good wood joke, you know, well them always being horny, they have horns and wood and innuendos. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that you can leave that to the imagination, but. <laughs> I think he summed it up pretty well, though. 
Yep. And then you have the Ebon Art Pact, which is the Nords, the Dunmer, and the Argonians. And no puns are needed after the uh, Outer Meridium, and you got those puns, so... All right. So, um... Why why are you talking about these specific ones? Like, yeah, sure, there's the each of the faction ones, but like I could just play any one whenever I want, right? No, you cannot, unless if you have the uh any race any alliance bundle, which you have to purchase from the crown store for two thousand crowns. Two thousand crowns. Yeah, so that it's there for you guys. You could get it. Not everyone has it. Like, there are people who pick factions to choose what race they want. So, I mean, I got it as part of, like, when I bought the Collector's Edition the first time it came with it. And thank God, because it's like, I would recommend it, even though it is a bit expensive. It. Do you know, I wish I would have checked, but do you know if that's something that people could get gifted to them so they might be able to buy from someone? With gold from crowns? I would assume so, because I know you can gift the uh, DLCs, so I would assume that you can gift that too. I think you just can't gift help. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. You can give the DLCs, yeah. Um, Yeah, so not confirmed, but you might be able to go buy that. People, you see it in Zone, I'm sure, in PC. It's all over Xbox. Wanted to sell crowns. So, yeah, people are selling crowns. You could maybe come up with that. Be a bit easier than spending an actual 2,000 crowns if that's not your style. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the 10th race, which is the Imperials. But you only get the Imperials if you buy the Imperial Edition upgrade for for 2,100 crowns. I think you get the Imperial class uh, amount and maybe a pet can't really i'm not really sure you get the nibbane bay mud crab oh it's a mud crab well yeah i don't have that because yeah I'm... i know it because i looked it up when i was doing <laughs> the prep for this show nice. <laughs> didn't think i'd have to talk about that but i did <laughs> see it <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah when i bought the any race any alliance i looked at the imperial uh race uh, like their passives and all that, and they weren't really the greatest at the time. And they were kind of like, oh, well, if you want to score more gold, that's what they're good for. And that was about it. But now I'd actually have to take a look to see if they would be worth, but. They're all right. I, they're still good for tanking. My uh, old main, my first ever character, is still an Imperial, and I tank with it very successfully. And I enjoy it. So, yeah, I have an Imperial. And. Uh, they used to be like Imperials or Bretons. It was very hard for me to decide which was my f- favorite, but lately Bretons been outweighing Imperials probably just cause I love magic builds now though. So who knows? Yeah. But yeah, so those are the 10 races you could play. Let me list them for you guys again real quick. Breton, Redguard, Orc, High Elves, Khajiits, Wood Elves, Nords, Dunmer, Dark Elves, or Argonians, plus Imperials if you buy the addition upgrade. So yeah, 
they all have passives that pertain to different ways you could play the game. So that's why you'll end up seeing a lot of races be meta, quote unquote, for certain builds. Uh, for example, if you want to do the most damage as magic, people are going to be like, oh, you have to be a high elf. But if you want the best sustain and overall damage breton i don't know weird things and same if you want for stamina red guard you got to be red guard and i don't know people get picky but do not let that ever think that it's something that can stop you from i want to be a red guard but be magic do it like you might do like 4k dps like there will be a difference you won't get to hit the very toppest levels you could have hit if you chose a magic build or race but you could do anything in this game and have a great time doing it and that goes into i think what's most important is the classes and that's what really is something you get to like what you feel is your thing right dog right so you have six playable classes four of them are part of the base game those are the dragonite templar nightblade and sorcerer and then in 2017 which is before my time uh morrowind introduced the warden and then more recently in 2019 elsewhere brought down the house with a necromancer which is you know the dim-witted class of the Elder scrolls Ah oh, man, one day I can't wait until they make us an NPC that says something about Templars that I can just <laughs> hang, hang my hat on for years to come. But yeah, I mean, Doug, as he was saying, he's trying each of the different classes, and that was hard to get him to branch out from Templars. You know, he was like, "Oh my God, Templars, Templars though, Templars." And I was like, "Yes, still the best," but. <laughs> And, um, yeah, you guys know me. I'm a Necro. And uh, I was kind of one of these players that was, like, searching for my my kind of main. You know, I played Dragonite, played Templar, played Nightblade, played Sorcerer. Nightblade was the last one I played. Uh, my first ever character was Dragonite, so they were the first one I wanted to be. Kind of like the Dragonborn. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. I wanted Skyrim too, you know. This is what I was here for. <laughs> um, but yeah, Templars, I fell in love with because uh, Jesus Beam. Super amazing in PvP, so fun. Yeah. And then uh, Sorcerers was Sorcerers actually my second uh, class I think I played. And I loved Crystal Frags and the... Oh, man, how can I not remember the name for their XQ right now? I hate it every time it pops up on my kill cap. Hunting Curse? Oh, Mage's Wrath. Mage's Wrath, yes. So, yeah, that. And, I mean, Sorks are awesome. Played them all, but, like, there's something about when something new comes in to me that it's like, I want to, like, I want that to be my thing. Like, everyone else has their thing, but I want this to be my thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I felt that with the Warden... But it didn't end up being what I really wanted it to be. And it's gotten better since 2017 when it came out. I actually love where the Wardens are at right now. I absolutely love playing my Stam Warden for PvP and PvE. It's my second favorite character right now. Behind my Necromancer, which is like, oh my god. I love that thing so much. It was coming out and it's just like, it's. I just felt it. I was like, 
it's gonna be my class like I'm not even one for like oh like this like you know raising the dead and stuff is cool I just like I don't know it just spoke to me of the way it feels like the skills it has all the skills that I'm looking for except a stun which I don't need to get into that and I and an execute I should just stop myself <laughs> before I start picking apart because it's almost perfect but if it had other things, then, you know, it would just be too powerful. Yeah, it seems like you like to play the classes without executes. The, the Morden and then the Necromancer. Yeah, what is that? And they don't have <laughs> it must be... Like, I feel like yeah, that's, uh, right? that's something that they probably overlooked. The Warden has some... Oh, they do have, like, to... a ice one, but... Yeah, the, well, the uh, the magic morph of the subterranean the beetles that stuns oh it does all right yeah so um that's cool but it's not for the stam the stam warden has like no stuns no inherent stuns used to be perma but that doesn't stun. but they took it away so um, it has no inherent stuns and the necro its stuns are pretty like eh. but i don't want this to get too into a class discussion i promise if you guys are hearing this and get excited, we are going to do episodes on each of the classes, but you know, that we, they are deep. <laughs> Dog started talk, typing out a <laughs> healing episode a while back. Like and I don't think he two. stopped for like weeks. Yeah. It's been like 10 weeks and this thing is like a, a book. Yeah. Like he may as well just get it published already <laughs> and just put that out. It's be like a multi-episode I mean... <laughs> type deal. <laughs> Like, be like this is going to be the healing month. I'm just kidding. I won't let Doug get that crazy. I promise. I'll reel him back. But yeah, I mean, guys, it's so fun. There's so many options. The classes are crazy. Play each of them. Try them. You will find one that you really like. I promise. If you're like, I, I feel like I like this one. Like, why should I try anything else? You don't have to go be a Nightblade you know, sneaking around Magblade DPS. Like you could be a Nightblade tank. You could be a Nightblade healer. Like just cause you think something seems like it might not be your style. You can make it your style and it might be more fun to do that than just picking up the thing that seemed easiest. Yeah. Like a sword healer that shrieks around and traps. And get- oh my God. <laughs> with the sword healer. <laughs> so yeah, you know, how we feel about that. We think you guys, and we didn't, it's hard to just kind of breeze over that entry, like pick all my stuff. We didn't want to go over it too simply, but we wanted to at least give you guys like, yes, this is some stuff to go through. This is what you kind of want to look at when you're going through it. And don't get too picky. By the way, there's race change tokens for anything. So if you end up thinking that you made the wrong choice down the wrong down the road down the road, you can hit a uh, race change token, pick a different one. You're cool. It's expensive, but you can do it. Yep. Or if it's the double experience event, you know, you can just reroll the character and keep your gear, put it in the bank and you know, you can get it to level 50 in no time. Alright, so. You have a new character. So, where the heck do you load in? So. 
If you currently start the game on a new character, you will be in Northern Elsewhere. But in two months or so, you'll probably be in, what, Solitude, probably? Wherever the Grey Host uh, thing will be. You know, you would think it would be Solitude, but considering uh, Elsewhere was some random place that I can't remember that I wish I had remembered and confirmed. Um, And Somerset was Shimmering. It's where the story starts, not the main city. Ah, So, yeah. Who knows where we'll be on Graymar? We'll probably be in a cart. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you'll probably just start in one of those, you know, small towns and you'll you'll be in Skyrim somewhere. I just don't know where they'll throw you at yet because obviously this is before Skyrim, so. Dude, is it is it Helgen you start in in Skyrim? That would be so crazy. I mean, I know that's probably too middle Skyrim. Yeah. But, man. Because then you'd also have... <sighs> yes, they will bring Whiterun into this game someday. If it's not this year, some someday down the road. I feel like quarter four, we'll see Whiterun and uh, Helgen. You don't have the year of Skyrim without Whiterun. I'm just saying. And Helgen, I mean, Helgen started started Skyrim. I mean, you know, yeah. see it again, especially in its prime, not uh, a bunch of burnt town destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so you start off in Northern Elsewhere, and then, as Dog said, you're gonna go to Greymore in a few months, and that's cool and everything, like you know, newest DLC, whatever. But we highly advise. That whatever faction you picked, you go to their starter zone, which we detailed in last week's episode, episode 13. And you start the uh, faction quest from there. The three banner war quest, and you help your faction with that. You can also start the main quest with the uh, prophet and everything. I think there's like some creepo in the main cities now who's like, hey, I have like a message for you and you need to come with me. Yep. So, yeah, don't just start, don't buy Skyrim 2 this year and just start in Greymore. Like, play the whole game, too. Skyrim 2 will be waiting for you, I promise. It'll probably make a lot more sense if you do the at least the main story. Yes, you will definitely enjoy it more because you will be like, I love Lyris already. I don't need to fall in love with her now. And then you'll be like, yeah, this Nord hero, like, he shouldn't even have been there. Like, Lear should have just killed him and be called it a day. Like, I didn't. I don't need your help, Nord Hero. Yeah, Lyris is the... Like, they should have just had the Nord Hero take his helmet off and be Lyris. Like, <laughs> I mean, we all knew it in the first place. She is the most awesome Nord, period. Well, she's also a half-giant, so I don't know. But no matter what you choose, where you choose... How you choose. There's all kinds of fun things you could do. Get past that starting screen. Get past the DLC. Get back to the game. Get back to where you should start. And enjoy the heck out of it. There's so much fun to be had. Even in just the vanilla game. Now. Alright. Dog. I'm a guy. I have characters. And now I'm going to make an alt. So, let's say I spawn, you know, I'm thinking Shimmering, because that's why I was making a bunch of alts last year. <laughs> First thing I do is, 
go to some of the guilds, right? That's the smart thing? Yeah, so you'd want to join the mages and the fighters guild first. Or that's just the easiest to find. And then these will give you skill lines that have some powerful abilities. Uh, the both of the ults are nice. Uh, the mages skill line needs lore books. Uh, that's kind of like your easiest way to get that up to 10. And that takes a little while. But eventually, you know, it, it'll help you. If you're a Magicka character, you also get Entropy, which you'll then need to morph to Degeneration, so you get a Major Sorcery. And then you also have the Inner Light, which uh, or Mage Light, which gives you the crit and pulls enemies out of stealth. So if you go into PvP, that's always useful. Although, if you're using it for that, it's really not that useful because it doesn't last long enough. And then for the Fighter's Guild, when you kill Daedra and Undead, that'll increase your uh, Fighter's Guild skill line by 1. Any bosses you'll kill will increase by 5. And then Dolans or Skyries are also amazing for like, just leveling it up. Yeah. So that is definitely what we would recommend. Go join these guilds. You will benefit from it in the long run. Especially if it's your first time. I mean, they will help you. You will be happy that you did it. Plus now, they sell skill lines for alts in the crown store if you're a rich person. (laughs) Once you finish it on one character, you can buy it on your other characters. Yes, rich like dogged. (laughs) Yeah, mage skilled. Behind the meteor, like it's 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 re- it really is worth it. Like I know some people are like, oh well, let's pay to win. Like no, it's like I could spend like what like it's pay to not grind. <laughs> yeah. like, like it's pay like, to save hours of my life. Yeah, that's easy as si- like a it's at least three or four hours if you like really go at it. And you know, if, say you make seven dollars an hour, you know that's below minimum wage, so that's twenty eight dollars. So even if it was $25 for the major skill skill line, that's still cheaper than for me to grind for grind it at it for 4 hours. That's like so that's kind of like my uh input on on it and like my justification for buying it like I could either spend 4 hours grinding for a meteor and if I don't want to do that, I can just buy it cuz I've already done the grind once or I can do the grind and be miserable for the next four hours or listen to a podcast but i've been listening to podcasts <laughs> for the uh crafting writs so that's what i've been doing during this past two weeks during the uh jubilee event there you go there are a lot of good podcasts out there i have filled dogs list with far too many he can't even <laughs> handle <laughs> So there are also all the other awesome guilds. I know that people are listening to this like, what about Dark Brotherhood? I want to be in that. What about the Thieves Guild? Yes, yes. Sigic Order. Yes, I get it. There's other guilds. But leveling those is different. They don't progress as you keep going, pick up lore books, do things. Like, you have to do specific things, usually, that... um are involved with the storylines of those guilds or just work pertaining to each of the respective guilds and the skills that you get from them are all passes. like, yeah, all passes for dark brother and thieves guild and Sigic order. Like 
not a lot of widespread use of the skill line there except for uh, acceleration and time stop maybe for some pvp builds but not as much as it used to be yeah and i mean i really do like the thieves guild and dark brotherhood passives just to have them on my characters like yeah if you got time then they're good to get for sure yeah so next up we have the get bitten part so you can become a werewolf or a vampire it is wise to start your werewolf or vampiric journey early on when you start a new character this way that it levels up the same time as you level up and by the time you get to be level 50 you also have it maxed the trick is with the werewolf skill line is that you actually have to be a werewolf and you have to get kills so you have to kind of make sure that you're in werewolf to get it whereas vampire just uh it levels up just on its own you don't have to actually have to do anything except for be a vampire yeah a lot of people will just take advantage of that first zone where you're unlimitedly a werewolf and just farm there but stuff doesn't seem to spawn there fast enough honestly yeah so if you are kind of newer and you're like wait what how in the world do i get bit what is this so you can be a werewolf or a vampire you get bit, mo- like most likely. There are some little like ways to like hit some NPC weirdo like groups to show up and get like bit, whatever. I don't know. I've heard of that since like the start of the game, and I've never actually seen it in five years. So there's that. But usually you're gonna get bit by other players, and there is a shrine, a werewolf shrine, and a vampire shrine. In each of the last regions of the faction zones. So for DC, they're going to be in Bankrai, Daggerfall Covenant. For the Aldmeri Dominion, they're going to be in the Reaper's March. For the Ebonheart Pact, they're going to be in the Rift. And you could go wait at these, and another person could come by and bite you. You could ask your friends. You could ask guildies just please don't pay for this ever especially like 10k or more like if someone's like give me 3,000 gold like whatever dude I'm trying to get this over fast you know but don't overpay like crazy for this you know ask people even put it out in zone chat like I was in Reaper's March the other day doing surveys and uh this guy puts in chat and he goes oh man what was it it was like Okay, yeah, he's like, can someone, uh, can a vampire please help out a necro? Just trying to get something started. And I was like, oh, man, he's a necromancer? All right. And I happen to be doing the blacksmith survey, which is literally right next to the vampire thing. So I jumped over the rocks, put on rapids, jumped over it, and with, like, one more jump after flying, and I was like, in the shrine right behind this dude hit it immediately and was like sucking his blood and then boom dipped <laughs> before he even knew what was happening i just see in zone chat he's like dude you scared the crap out of me <laughs> no it's like i just put the winky face and he's like thank you so much but yeah and i mean if you're hearing this and you have vampire bites you know go dole them out people need them if you're not using them then you know but 
Yeah, there are bites. Werewolf, vampire, do not pay for them. Go just chill. If it's not working out one day, get it the next day. It's not a huge deal. And definitely never buy them with crowns. Like Never buy you. Never spend crowns on them. Oh, my gosh. Contact me and Dogged. I will make an account on whatever server you play and go get bit myself so I can bite you. I (laughs) would rather you do that than spend crowns. Oh, my gosh. On something like that. Yeah. So we've got you guys through a couple of the things you could go do to help you. Not to help you level. But that level as you level. So once you are hitting 50, a lot of these guild skill trees, uh, vampire werewolf should be hitting 10. Like Dog said, you need to spend time in werewolf to get that one up. But, you know, be a werewolf. (laughs) If you want to be a werewolf, do it, and you'll get that level up. Like, believe me, levels. So what about armor, Dog? Like, this is a big thing for new players, right? I mean, like, they don't, like, there's... Each armor pertains to a certain, like, kind of build, and there's different traits, but everyone hears about training armor, right? Yeah, one of the uh, good things about, like, you know, guilds, or maybe you actually have a crafter, is uh, just crafting yourself some training armor in a set that you might want. Like, for Magicka characters, I use Seducers. Um, Twice Born Star is also a good one, but you do need, I think, nine traits for that. So, yeah, I mean, just definitely, like, you know, that's where guilds come in handy. You can join a guild and ask for some training armor. And, yeah, that's a good way to get, like, you know, if it's just all white, it's 7%, but it gets increased by 1% each time. And if it's clothing armor, so it's light armor or medium armor, I'll generally always make the training armor purple because I have all the clothing mats I'll ever need for three years, if not longer. So, yeah, man. And when he says like clothing, like light, medium, blah, blah, blah. So, if you're going magic, you're probably going to want to go with light, stamina, probably medium, tank, probably heavy, or. PvP, maybe. Either anything could be heavy. That changes thing. Heavy could be used in a lot of places. But if you want to be like endgame, kind of glass cannon, whatever, just the high DPS, you're going to want to go light magic, stam, uh, medium. That's going to be kind of general thing you're seeing. So we mean five piece. Like So I'll craft like a five piece light. If I'm doing my ma- a new magic character, craft myself five-piece light armor. It could be a set. doesn't have to be. Just put training, the trade on it. And yeah, like Doug said, 7% just for white gear. Each piece of gear. That's important. That's going to really help you level up. And this is important for anyone doing it all. But if you're a new player, like... Don't be afraid to ask in zone chat for some training gear. Like, you know, be like, hey, I'll try and, you know, get you back when I can. Or try and build up some gold and pay someone a little bit. People are helpful. You might get a few punks who are like, oh, you're trash. Like, I remember specifically when I switched from Xbox to PC. I asked in zone chat, which it never asked in zone chat first. 
I just, you know, I'm an experienced player, so I know what I'm getting into. Like, yeah, zone chat. Uh, I need some uh, training gear. Can anyone help me out? I'm coming over from Xbox to PC, just starting. I can get you back, you know, when I have a chance, but I would really appreciate it. Most of what I got was very toxic. I don't even need to repeat it because it's words that no one should repeat. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, super toxic. But, hey, someone did end up crafting me uh, gear that day, and I still, I don't remember their name, but, you know, I'll never forget that they messaged me like, hey, like, sorry for all the jerks, but let me craft you some gear. So, you know, there are good people out there. It's not usually asking a lot. If you just leave it white, get low-level stuff, people will help you out. Level four gear can last last you a long time. It may not be what you want, but level four training gear is going to give you seven percent, and level twenty training gear is going to give you seven percent. It's white, right, dog? I mean, yeah. it's all the same. So yeah, traits don't go up. It's just the uh, armor that uh, that don't decrease in value. But yeah. And as far as traits go, we will mention as well. You can research these things. If someone makes you a set of training gear, don't just throw it away when you're done ever. Research it. You will be able to craft it then again on your character. If you don't have it on your main, put it in your bank. Do it on your main. This is especially important for new players. Like I just want to be like, new players, if you hear this, research, research, research. Get your crafting research done. It will allow you to be a great crafter, and even if that's something that you don't want to do, when you're farming gear and you get something that you've always wanted, oh my god, I finally got this freaking burning spell of Inferno staff. It's the only staff I've ever wanted, and it's in training. Yeah, that sucks, huh? Well, you could transmute it and put it to the trait you want, infused, nernhone, um the crit one come on dog boom impen impen or no precise not yes precise um but impen is the against crit one that that was a good pull but yes precise um sharpened yeah so yeah sharpened is good <laughs> for pvp increased penetration but yeah so you could transmute that so it drastically helps you with farming you don't have to farm as hard. And it will also, if you are doing writs on your alts, it will help you get better drops from the uh, daily writ boxes you get. So there you go. There's no reason to not learn traits on an alt. Like, even if you're just passively doing it, you just went and picked up a bunch of trash, go research some stuff. No reason not to. You're not going to get rich off the trash you sell the merchant anyways. May as well do something meaningful with it. Yep. Next up, we have mount training. And this is really a crucial part because as you start off, your 0% mount speed is really slow. A lot of times you can actually sprint faster than your horse runs. So getting mount speed is very crucial. Uh, you can also do Mount Stamina, which is also good since they fixed the bug where endless stamina, or yeah, you can no longer sprint endlessly on your horse. And then Mount Capacity is always good because you get more bag space, and who doesn't love more bag space? And here's a little pro tip for low B PvP M pushes. 
if you create a character, you always want to do that early by at least two weeks. That way that you can get like about 14, 15 percent uh, and just log in every day, get your mount speed and get ready to go. And by the time you're ready, you should have, you know, at least two weeks worth. But if you go super hardcore like me, I have one character that has 60% mount speed and 40% stamina. And another character with 60% mount speed and 10% stamina. So I'm going to be flying around Cyrodiil on a low B character. And it's going to be amazing. And let me tell you. Being in Lobby Cyrodiil with a, like, 20% mount is life-changing. <laughs> and if you have ever been like, man, how am I ever going to push leaderboards? Start in Lobby Cyrodiil. Like, you will get a feel for it before you just go into where they're boosting to 10 million in one day. I mean, you know, yeah. not to say there isn't boosting in Lobby Cyrodiil, but still, um, yeah, you know, it will really help, and that's why we put that in there. That's our little thing. When we do imp pushes, we make sure. If we're just trying to have a character do an imp push, have some fun in lobbies, like, it's not, it's the only seven-day campaign right now. So it's, you know, if you're trying to do a push in a 30-day campaign, that's a whole other animal than <laughs> trying to do it's a push a in a seven-day campaign. Yeah, it is literally a whole month of Cyrodiil, so... Yeah, that's why we wanted to let that in there for you guys. And um, we got RMs in Lobby Cyrodiil. We don't care. I We've been in first in other campaigns, but we haven't got crowned. But we, you know, the day will come. I got but being Imp is being Imp. Like, you still get to go be God mode in PvP. You technically, yes, you technically did get crowned in the other one. In one of the I, uh, I extra ones. I did get crowned in one of the extra ones, too. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The extra one, though. Yeah, it's not Grey Host. Still, uh, oh, yeah, it's not Grey Host, but... <laughs> I'm not a booster. Yeah, we don't have to... Like, no, uh, yeah, have I, I can't even... I can't <laughs> even get into boosting, because I will just have a very... Very negative opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, so... But yeah, PvP, get your mount speed up, go have fun, flying around a mount. Um, it's also really fun to get your stamina extremely high and then go into low PvP and just watch them all try and get you off your mount when you go flying around. Um, but yeah, aside from derailing, we don't have much left, but we got definitely at least a point each. Um, as far as the last thing I had to bring up to tell you guys, I really wanted to be like food and drinks. It really helps your low characters. Like it makes a difference. And if you have a hard time finding all these recipes for like the low food or drink, especially tri stat stuff like that, the crown foods, the ones you get from daily rewards that you've been discarding or, you know, waiting the seconds to the lead or whatever. Yeah, those are perfect for this. Put them in your bank. Wait for the day you make a new character. Boom. Put them on that character. Have fun. Not have to make food. You get try stats. It's awesome. They scale. Blah, blah, blah. Things are good. You don't waste your daily rewards. That's what they're there for, people. Yep, I have been using uh my... That actually tries to have food on a 
few of my characters, including some of the vet ones, because it's just like, I don't, really don't want to waste, uh, you know, good food for this, even if it's just long fin and I have like 100 of them in the bank. I'm like, you know what? I can use some crown stat tri food on my Samden. And I do. Yeah. Not the biggest difference in the world. And if you're not trying to waste mats or waste good food, then there's nothing wrong with using those. And speaking of daily rewards, the XP scrolls gained from just logging in daily throughout the month. Yeah, those are a trove of awesomeness. Me and Doug probably have over 100 each in the bank. I know that I did until I started dispersing them among characters. But, like, honestly, if you have nothing to do with them, just pop them on your character. Like, especially, well, I will, okay. If you have nothing to do with them, just put them in your bank. Save them up because you're going to come to a day where you want to make try some new. You want to make a new character. You want to do something. And boom, you'll have XP scrolls to help you out. That's what they're there for. Even if you think, I made 10, I don't need this. Like, believe me, one day it might come super in handy and save you a lot of hours. Yep, like I have on my uh, mag, then I have a pretty much 50% experience scroll active at all times because why would I not have it active? And I've actually gotten quite a few levels just from doing my crafting risk with from the double experience and that 50% experience scroll. So. Hashtag, that's why dogs catching me in CP. That's on a low uh, character, so. That's not Hashtag, dog's a cheater. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, dog, bring us home. What do you want to tell the people about? Alright, so this one's kind of just like, you know, skill points. And doing the main story with the Prophet, or the zone story, is a good way for skill points. And it's questing if you haven't done it before. And it's really good. Except for, I don't really know about the zone stone story. Because I've barely passed Daggerfall, or the glow number of one. But if you've already done those, or you don't want to do the story like me, uh, you can always get the Sky Shards and public dungeon group event for more skill points and experience and then once you hit level 10 you get the random dungeon and random battleground for extra experience and then for the random battleground you have to be the top two of three to get the bonus experience bgs also give you a alliance points so you can slot rapids and run faster on your mount and you could finally sprint faster than your horse sprints so pretty solid Mm -hmm. so wait though i'm totally new to this thing you're telling me i could get skill points just from public dungeons yep you have to do the group event boss which is generally you kill a bunch of ads and then the main boss spawns and then you kill it and you get a skill point and then you can leave after you collect the sky shard. And also dungeon completions gives you points towards your dawn and skill line, which is good for ranged taunts for tanks and orbs, which is good for all roll if you have an extra slot available. Also, if you're gonna be a fake tank, uh this ranged taunt is good to use and you can have a tank or you can have a taunt even if you're not a tank, so you can still tank the boss. But what if I'm, like, new, and I want to be, like, a sore healer. Should I just 
uninstall my game. I'm just kidding. around Bob the entire time. No. And then if you drop in the gate right in the center, he'll just be like, thank you so much for that. Right in the center. Not around anything that's pertinent. Just here's in the gate, middle of the field. Yeah. Probably taking a knee on the other side while someone's sorking sorking through you. This is what happens. Thank you. All right, we are clearly on the way out over here. Nighttime has come upon us. It has been quite the episode. Dog, where in the world can people find us? You can find us on Twitter at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us on Facebook at The Red Diamond Courier. You can join our Xbox guild of Heirs of the Red Diamond. And you can apply there using the Robots Radio Discord easily found at robotsradio.net and in our show notes you can find a link to our merch store where believe it or not people buy amazing red diamond courier shirts even the dog hasn't bought one but you know i'm sure his order is just coming in soon (laughs) and uh you can also find links to our music producer, who's an awesome guy and created the music for our podcast and can help you do the same. Also, if you're listening and you enjoy any of what you've heard at all, from dog's puns <laughs> to my yammering, <laughs> please, please leave us a review on any podcatcher you're listening to. We can see the ones on Apple Podcasts, and it helps us get into all the other, you know, lists and cool things that people can surf and find our podcast. So you help us get into other people's ears, which is, that's the goal, right? I mean, so yeah, five stars with some written reviews. We will shout your words out on the podcast. This week we don't have any new ones to shout out but we did get two five-star reviews and yeah i just wanted to say i really appreciate that to the people who did it so thank you very much and we would appreciate anyone who does so in the future and if you're like me and you're just looking for all the places to tell dogged how bad his sore killer is (laughs) these are where you can find him (laughs) Yeah, you can find me on Xbox at DogBark24. You can also find me on Twitter at DogBark24. And then you can come play with me. And then we can play Sorks together and shriek around and drop negates on top of Bob. Or you can make fun puns about the high elves being high and wood elves having wood and horny features. <laughs> Literally, somewhere in the last two minutes, he has found time to... <laughs> go down and and write that out so well you guys listen to me Yammeron. this is what dog's doing <laughs> plotting of ways to bring about my downfall but yes if you want to be a sark healer you will probably like really slap me in the face because i'll be like oh cool we have a healer and dog won't be the healer and then He'll do something else, and I'll be like, feel safe that we're probably not going to have a sore healer. 
and then boom, I'll get slapped in the face with someone streaking past me. I'm be like, man, I'm not taking a knee to the ground right now, but it honestly feels like it from my heart. But just imagine you have a sword tank, a sword killer, and a sword DPS all streaking around and dropping the gates. I mean, NPCs won't be doing anything. That's the moment where I uninstall <laughs> and just play Animal Crossing there so I've, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so uh yeah, thank you guys for hanging out. That's where you can catch us, the show, dogs as far as me, Bob Straczynski on Xbox, ESO on PC, Twitter.com, twitch.tv, Bob underscore Straczynski. Come hang out. I'm streaming like crazy during this time where I'm not on where I'm off work. It is fun over there. Dog is usually involved. You could yell at both of us in the same place. It's freaking crazy. So yeah, come try it out. Honestly, just be like, hey, all caps and tell dog he smells and his circular is awesome. deleted. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys so much as always for stopping by. It's been great. And yeah, dog, thanks, man. Thanks for hanging out with me once again this week. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, Bob Spells. <laughs> See you guys next time. Have a great weekend. Enjoy, stay safe, and we will catch you on the flippity flip. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Should introduce myself. Um, I'm Corin Black, a humble half demon. And folks around Baltimore call me the Devil's Runt. Here we go, finally moving again. about methamphetamines you know devil's blood don't make you a devil under the shroud fantasy noir and horror from baltimore's sin-soaked streets find creator ian humphrey on twitter at fictional ian 